You're listening to Comedy Central. Whether this is her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct is everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct, your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. April 17th, 2018. From Comedy Central's World News Headquarters in New York, this is The Daily Show with Trevor Noah. Ears Edition. guest is the former attorney general under Barack Obama. Eric Holder is here, everybody. We're going to have a really great conversation with him. But first, but first, as many of you know, today is tax day, a.k.a. the day when the federal government turns into Rihanna. Bitch, better have my money. <laughs> but in case tax day wasn't stressful enough, this happened. The IRS has a serious problem. Its website has not been able to process payments from income tax filers' banks since about 2 a.m. The government has just under nine hours to get the error message cleared. Treasury Secretary Steve Mnuchin says Americans who have been unable to pay their taxes today, they're going to get an extension. No, 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 IRS. We don't want an extension. No. You get one day to accept taxes, okay? And then if you can't do it, that's on you. Nobody pays if you miss your day. Yeah, I'm, I'm putting it out there. Those are the rules. Those are the rules that I just made up, but I think we can all agree on it. Yeah, I think we can. Yeah, there's only one day. There's only one day that the IRS website needs to be up, and this is it. It's like if the Easter Bunny ran out of eggs and was like, listen, I can have more by Arbor Day. I'm like, no, get out of here, you whack-ass rabbit. But let's get, let's get to the latest in the Trump investigation saga. Just like Breaking Bad, the shady lawyer got his own spinoff. And I'll be honest with you, it's pretty entertaining. In court, a judge rejected a request on behalf of President Trump's private lawyer and fixer, Michael Cohen, to stop federal agents from pouring through client records seized from Cohen in FBI raids last week. Cohen has asked a federal judge to allow President Trump to go through and determine which documents can be withheld from the investigation because of attorney-client privilege? You know, sometimes Trump is so dumb, it's almost cute. (laughs) 
Like, he actually thought the court would let him decide which documents could be used against him. <laughs> Imagine anyone else having the balls to try that with, like, the FBI. Like, they're at the door, like, this is the FBI, we got a warrant! He's like, okay, you guys tell me what you're looking for and I'll go get it. <laughs> you just tell me, I'll go get it. Like, no responsible judge would trust Trump with evidence of any kind. I can just imagine Trump alone in a room with the documents, and the judge is like, do I hear a shredder? <laughs> Trump's like, no, I'm just shaving my pubes. <laughs> the funny thing would be if it turns out that he's actually shaving his pubes in there. It's like, once these documents are covered in pubes, they won't want to touch them. <laughs> so smart, Donald, so smart. <laughs> but believe it or not, believe it or not, that was hardly the biggest Michael Cohen news. Because yesterday, a federal judge forced Cohen to reveal that in addition to the president, he also secretly represented Fox News host, Sean Hannity. And obviously, everyone thought that Hannity being busted was hilarious. I mean, other news networks were laughing, late night hosts, school children, creatures of the sea. <laughs> and uh, in a year that's so divisive, it turned out embarrassing Sean Hannity is the one thing truly everyone can enjoy. Good night from Washington. No one else is talking about Sean Hannity today, but he's here anyway. <laughs> I'm really glad to see him. Hey, is Sean. there any news? Anything <laughs> happening? <laughs> All right, thanks, Tucker. I'm just say this. I, you, you're like my brother, but I'm glad for like a millisecond the heat's off me and on you. Okay, so I'm. I'm, I'm <laughs> oh, feeling... I appreciate that. You know, it says a lot about your news network when all of your top anchors are playing scandal tag. It's like, <laughs> I made fun of the Parkland kids. Tag, you're it. I'm out. Thank God. Now, even though, even though yesterday might have sucked for Hannity, it helped his ratings because everyone tuned in to see what creative excuse he'd come up with to explain his Michael Cohen relationship. And the answer was, it's complicated. Let me set the record straight. Here's the truth. Michael Cohen never represented me in any legal matter. I never retained his services. I never received an invoice. I never paid Michael Cohen for legal fees. I did have occasional brief conversations with Michael Cohn, he's a great attorney, about legal questions I had, or I was looking for input and perspective. He, he wasn't your lawyer, he just answered your legal questions. <laughs> How do you not know the definition of lawyer when your head is shaped like a dictionary? <laughs> How do you not know this? Seriously, giving legal inputs and perspective is exactly what a lawyer does. Hannity might as well have come out and said, he was just my lawyer, but just the tip, just the tip, guys. <laughs> just the tip. Now, what, what people are really wondering is this. Whatever legal advice was, why didn't Hannity get it from his regular attorney, right? Instead of turning to a guy who's specifically known for paying off mistresses. Why did he go to him? But according to Hannity, baby, this is not what it looks like. <laughs> to be absolutely clear, they never involved any matter any, sorry to disappoint so many, matter between me or third party, a third group at all. And are my questions exclusively almost focused on real estate. Wow, he really slipped in the almost there. Did you hear it? <laughs> yeah, it was super quick. It was super quick. He was like, all my questions to Michael Cohen were exclusively almost real estate. Exclusively almost. <laughs> exclusively almost. Yeah, he sounds like the voice at the end of those medical ads. Xernax is exclusively almost side effect free. <laughs> Exclusively almost. You can't say exclusively almost. Exclusively almost is the kind of phrase that makes people ask more questions. If someone tells you that they exclusively almost have sex with adults, you're not hiring them to babysit your kids. <laughs> That's not what you're thinking of right now. 
But okay, fine, okay, fine. Hannity claims he was just getting some informal real estate advice from Michael Cohen, which makes what he said a few hours earlier on his radio show all the more confusing. I never gave him a retainer, never received an invoice, never paid any, any fees. You know, I might have handed him 10 bucks. I definitely want you attorney-client privilege on this, something like that. Okay, 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 whoa, whoa, no, no, whoa, 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 whoa. Okay, wait, so he's not your lawyer. All you had was a few chit-chats about real estate, but you definitely want attorney-client privilege. Yeah, you definitely want that. What the f did you bury under that house? <laughs> no, I'm just saying, I've had a lot of conversations about real estate. At the end of it, I never went, this never happened. <laughs> we'll be right back. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Hey, this is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. As a nostalgic voice from your past, I'm here to remind you that amongst the stressful and chaotic existence we live in 2024, you deserve to get away. It's time for a vacation, no matter when you're hearing this. And let me tell you how you'll get there. The 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe. Want to bring the family to the mountains with the Santa Fe's available H-Track all-wheel drive? Well, it's got standard third-row seating and available dual wireless charging pads for the kids who just want to stare at their phone and not talk to you. You know what I mean. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. The wait is over. The Shy returns May 10th on Paramount+, Plus, and the stakes have never been higher. Everything changes on the South Side when a new threat comes to power in the Showtime original series from Emmy winner Lena Waithe. Battle lines will be drawn, alliances will shift, and danger lies around every corner, leaving everyone to wonder who they can trust. Visit ParamountPlus.com slash TheShy to get a 50% discount off the Paramount Plus with Showtime annual plan. Offer ends July 14th. Subscription auto-renews. Restrictions apply. Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you. But consider this. There's a new identity theft victim every three seconds in the U.S. That's over 15 million people by the end of this year, equal to the populations of New York, Los Angeles, and Chicago combined. Even worse, identity theft victims often don't even know they're victims. That's why LifeLock Identity Theft Protection alerts you to identity threats even the ones that don't show up on a credit report, like data breaches, fraudulent bank transactions, loan and credit card applications, and crimes committed in your name. If your identity is stolen, your own dedicated LifeLock U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. LifeLock protects you in ways that you simply can't on your own. Join now and save up to 25% your first year at lifelock.com slash news. That's lifelock.com slash news to save up to 25%. Identity theft protection starts here. Welcome back to The Daily Show. My guest tonight is the former Attorney General of the United States and Chairman of the National Democratic Redistricting Committee. Please welcome Eric Holder. <laughs> Thank you. 
Welcome to the show. It's good to be here. Great to have you on, especially now. There are so many things to talk to you about as a former attorney general. There have been things about, happening? About James Comey. Things have been happening. Really? Really? Things have, you haven't been on the Twitter? The Twitter has some things happening. <laughs> well, no, I, I was flying from L.A. today, so I must, I must have missed it. Oh, yeah, you missed a year. That's what you missed. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, but we, we'll, get into, we'll get into Comey. We'll get into the president. We'll get into all that stuff later. I wanted to start with the news that's breaking today. Starbucks has announced that they're going to be closing 8,000 of their stores to have a day of uh, racial bias training. Yeah. And in the press release, they mentioned you yeah. as one of the experts they're going to consult. How does that work? Like, do you walk in and then you do like role play with them? And you'd be like, can I use the bathroom? And they're like, no. And you're like, no, you're supposed to say yes. You're supposed to say yes. Like, what are you going to do and what do you think needs to be done? Well, I think that um, Starbucks is a company that has done um, a lot around racial issues. And I think they understand that what happened in Philadelphia uh, was inappropriate, was wrong, and they want to try to get things right. And I think that what they're going to try to do is close the stores, go through some unconscious bias training, uh, put together a panel of which I am a member to help advise them in, in that regard, right. and hopefully not have a repeat of that. But what I think is that we should not, as a society, as a country, feel comfort in the notion that this is a Starbucks problem. This is a problem that is much larger. This right. is a problem that our nation um, has, to, has to deal with. Right. It's a... It's a... It's a large problem that can be traced back hundreds of years. Mm -hmm. It's a large problem that permeates society, like you say, not just into Starbucks. One of the issues you're dealing with right now is in many ways tied to race in America. Cannot be separated, and that's gerrymandering. Mm -hmm. You're working on a project right now that deals with gerrymandering. What are you doing? Head of the National Democratic Redistricting Committee. And what we want to try to do is to put in place when redistricting is done again in 2021, it's done every 10 years, uh, so that fair districts are drawn. The Republicans in 2011 drew districts that were uh, highly partisan, uh, unfair in nature. Princeton did a study and said these are the worst gerrymandered districts in the last 50 years. Right. And as a result, we see safe districts for Republicans that have led to a whole variety of things, an unresponsive Congress, unresponsive uh, state legislatures. If 97% of the American people who want to have background checks, expanded background checks when right. it comes to the sale of guns, can't get it out of Congress because of a gerrymandered um, Congress. But now, but now, if some people say, but fair play to the Republicans, they found how the system was working and they did everything legally and they worked within their means. You know, President Obama said he regretted that the Democratic Party didn't pay enough attention to it. So isn't this just part for the course? Is that not how you see it? No, you see, I actually think that there's a case before the Supreme Court now, and my hope will be the Supreme Court will look at what they did um, in 2011 and say that it was unconstitutional, inconsistent with our founding documents, inconsistent with amendments to the Constitution. Uh, it's something that we as a nation, I think, have to, uh, have to make better. Because the reality is our votes are cheapened right. when we have people who are in safe districts and unresponsive to the people who they are supposed to uh, represent. But now, you're working with the Democratic Redistricting Committee. Mm -hmm. Does that imply that you're looking to sway it in favor of Democrats? No. Uh, the, I wouldn't have signed up for this if it was an attempt to gerrymander for Democrats. Uh, I think that if we make this a battle between Republicans, conservatives, Democrats, and progressives, the Democrats and progressives will do just fine. I don't right. need gerrymandered. I, I think because we're right on the issues. I think we have the support of the people. Uh, if you look at, for instance, at Wisconsin, 2012, after the, the gerrymandering, Republicans get less than 50% of the vote and get 67% of the state legislature and 67% of the congressional representation. And that's continued for the entirety of this, uh, of this decade. Right. That has to be stopped. Now, some would argue that there's no way to redraw lines on a map in a way that'll represent people. Because if you look at how America is designed and where people live, 
Democrats live mostly in cities. Democrats live in the same places. It'll be cities, or you'll find Democrats in college towns, or you'll find them in historic, uh, like mining communities and manufacturing hubs. So you'll find Democrats in certain places, and then they're dwarfed by Republican rural votes around them. So in drawing the maps, aren't you always going to come up with the same problem? Because there's no real way. They've shown, like, they've, they've had all these simulations. It seems like you can't really draw the maps. It feels That's... like you're trying to fix... The, a problem, but the underlying problem can't That's be actually fixed. one of the myths about gerrymandering. Um, yeah, there is something to be said for the way in which Democrats tend to cluster and way, ways, ways in which Republicans cluster, but that does not explain the way in which you have seen these partisan districts being drawn right. or the results that you have seen um, as, a way, as a result of this, of this gerrymandering. Uh, the notion that this is all a function of, even if you're trying to ameliorate this, that you can't do it because of the way in which Democrats, um, where Democrats live, is, uh, is just simply not true. What do you think is a greater threat to America's democracy? Gerrymandering or voter ID laws in America that suppress the vote? They go hand in hand um, because you see the greatest amount of voter suppression in the same places where you see the greatest amount of gerrymandering. Right. In states where you see high levels of gerrymandering, Wisconsin, Ohio, uh, Pennsylvania, Texas, um, you see these unnecessary voter ID laws you know, to combat this non-existent voter fraud. Right. Um, and so they go, they go hand in hand. The only problem I have with your approach is if you yeah, redraw these you got a problem lines, with our approach. I've got a problem. If I'm you, your guest, man. If you, yeah, and I'm, I'm giving you my honest opinion. If you redraw these lines, the problem I have with your approach is you will exclude the three million illegal votes. All right. What happens then? It's not in the water, it's in there. It's oh, not in the okay. water, it's in All there. Right. there we We're go. gonna be chatting more to Eric Holder after the break. We're gonna get into Comey, we're gonna get into the AG job. We'll be right back with more from Eric Holder after this. <laughs> Welcome back to the Daily Show. We're joined by former Attorney General Eric Holder on the show, talking about gerrymandering, talking about the future of America and its votes. Right now, some people feel like America doesn't have a future because of what's happening in the White House. James Comey just came out with a book. Uh, where he uh, publicly lambasted Trump, saying that he's a liar, he's, he mistreats women, he's not fit to be in office. Uh, a lot of people came out... Jim and got said, those three things right. Right, okay. right. And that, it's interesting that you say that, because uh, a lot of people say that, yeah, but James Comey, you're the last person to come out and criticize anybody because of how much you screwed up when you were in your position. As an attorney general, when you look at what James Comey did and what he's now trying to say, uh, what are your thoughts on the issue? Yeah, I've known Jim for, I think, 20, 25 years or so. I think he's a man of integrity. Um, I think he is a, he's a good guy, but I think he made a really substantial error in um, 2016 when he made that initial um, appearance and said that he was clearing Hillary Clinton and then used that language and then obviously uh, made the, the statement later on. That was not something for an FBI director to do. Right. That was something for an attorney general to do or in the absence of the attorney general, the deputy attorney general. Uh, right. That was simply, he was out of his lane when he uh, when he did that and that I think had an impact on the election I don't think that's the sole thing that caused um, Hillary's defeat but it certainly had an impact on the election right and you you outspoken about this you said he made a mistake and you said it was something that would give the FBI a bad name uh, the president of the United States currently says the FBI has a bad name do you think that Donald Trump has a right then to say that guys the FBI has problems because of everything that James Comey and his fellow FBI agents have done no. I mean, I think the president's criticism of people in law enforcement, prosecutors, FBI agents, um, is 
is unwarranted. It's inconsistent with the facts. I mean, I worked with these folks almost all of my professional career. They're hardworking. They're dedicated. Um, you know, you don't talk about uh, partisan things when you are in the Justice Department. That's right. considered something that is uh, that's in a, inappropriate. And what I think, you know, so what, when we, we hold these elections in 2018 and, and in 2020, and if the Republicans try to portray themselves as the law enforcement party, I hope people will remember the things that Donald Trump has said about people in law enforcement. Yeah, things will re people people will remember, and they will vote for him again. <laughs> His people don't care. I genuinely think they don't. don't do it. Don't do it. Oh, you, I don't. I don't think they're watching. You. Uh, That's a good wasting, point. You're wasting your time. That's a good point. <laughs> the, um, Somebody could have switched off from Hannity tonight. You they never know. You never know. You never know. Yeah, don't don't do it. Yeah. Don't do it. Um, Law enforcement, Donald Trump, the rule of law, corruption, these are all words that are thrown around every single day with regards to this presidency. People say that Donald Trump and his administration are corrupt. You have commented on his administration being one that is corrupt, but what does that mean? Because people go corruption, but what, what, what does that mean? What does corruption mean in that, in that sense? Well, there are tangible things. I mean, whether it is, you know, Scott Pruitt and all the things that we have been reading about with regard to him, uh, the dismissal of Secretary um, Price. Right. Uh, you know, there any number of things that, I mean, what you have to imagine, if Donald Trump, if Barack Obama had done one of the things that Donald Trump had done, what would the reaction have been? Oversight hearings, calls for impeachment. Um, if anybody in the cabinet had acted the way in which um, you see people acting in, in Trump's cabinet, you would right. have had, you know, th the same thing. Um, there is a, a fundamental corruption problem in the sense that you have people acquiring things that they shouldn't have, but they're also doing things with regard to the, the processes uh, of America, the breaking through American norms. Right. Um, if not laws, the norms. And, uh, you know, the, the president, for instance, telling the attorney general, telling the Justice Department about certain results that he wants to uh, obtain right. is inconsistent with the norms that f normally govern the way in which a president interacts with an attorney general or uh, his Justice Department. Right. There are some people who would say, though, that say, um, you know, Eric Holder, as, as attorney general, you said that you regretted the decision uh, the Clinton administration made with regards to Mark Rich, the pardoning of somebody who was tied as a donor mm -hmm. to politicians. Uh, someone could say to you then, isn't this what politics is? It just depends on which side of it you're on. Is that there's always going to be quid pro quo, there's always going to be somebody. Is it a system that you can't escape in a way or is there something different about the way Trump is doing it now? Well, I think those last minute pardons that President Clinton did were, um, many of them were inappropriate. A, a substantial number, number of them were actually good. I was involved in the Mark Rich pardon and I think there I made a mistake. And so it's one thing to say that, you know, a person made a mistake. Right. It's a whole other thing to put in place a system that is based on um, inappropriate motives um, and ends up with inappropriate results. And I think that's what the, the Trump administration is, is all about. When you, when you see what Trump is going through right now, when you look at the stories, uh, whether it be Michael Cohen, whether it be, you know, financial or, or Russian-related uh, stories, do you see a future where Donald Trump should be impeached, or are you of the mindset that he should go to an election and the American people should decide his fates? I mean, I think, you know, the best result would be for him to be rejected resoundingly at the polls. That however, can't happen until 2020. And right. I, don't, I wonder about what, is, what kind of damage could he do to our country between now um, and, and then. But I don't think that uh, the midterm elections ought to be about the impeachment of Donald Trump. 
the midterm elections ought to be about the record of the Trump administration, what right. they have done with regard to the climate, what they have regard, done with regard to um, the protection or non-protection of, um, of voting rights, the way in which they've tried to um, deal with choice issues. There are a whole range of issues that um, I think would warrant a huge democratic wave in, in 2018. But it won't happen if people simply assume that it's gonna happen. People have to get out there, work, and get out there and, um, and vote. When you look at 2020, I've heard rumors that you are considering running mm -hmm. for president. Is it just one of those situations where... Oh, yeah, it's true. You know, I'm, I'm seeing about, like, maybe... <laughs> about 53% here, you know? I, I would no, have expected you, a larger number with this crowd. You, you know, know what's funny is, I think people are just used to everyone denying it. Everyone's like, no, 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 I'm, no, no, no. And you were just like, yeah, yeah, that's right, let's go. That's right, that's right. Let's do this thing. Yeah, let's do it. Now, let me ask you this. <laughs> Can I tell you? That's a great slogan. Eric Holder, let's do this thing. That's, you that's do, a great you, you slogan. You gotta do that part. You gotta do that as well. You gotta do that. I, like, is it one of those cases where you've gone like, okay, George Bush and then Barack Obama, and then you go like Donald Trump, then you're like, another black man has to come in now. It has, what do you see? Why would you see yourself as somebody who could potentially run the United States of America? Well, you know, I, I think, uh, again, I'm thinking about this. I've not right. committed myself to, to doing right. this. Uh, Trump makes it look easy, I understand, but carry on. <laughs> but if I were to do this, I, I, I think that I'd look back on a long government career, uh, my time as attorney general, where I was exposed to a whole range of issues, domestic, foreign policy, national security. Um, I think I'm still a person who's got a great deal of creativity. Um, I believe in this nation, I believe in the people. Uh, of this nation. I believe that this nation can be led to, uh, to bigger and, and better and greater things. I still have hope for, uh, for America. Wow. Thank you so much for being on the show. Pleasure having you. Eric Holden, everybody. The Daily Show with Trevor Noah, Ears Edition. Watch The Daily Show weeknights at 11, 10 Central on Comedy Central and the Comedy Central app. Watch full episodes and videos at thedailyshow.com and follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram for exclusive content and more. This has been a Comedy Central podcast. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.